Hello and welcome to the Carl Experience Season 2, Episode 14. And I don't have much of a script. I have about this much written down, which is probably more than you wanted to know. But I'm going to extrapolate on that a whole lot. This week's episode is going to be coronavirus update, government relief update. And I might talk a little bit about unstable people. I'm not sure yet. We're not to that point yet. But anyway, first of all, I want to give shout-outs to uh, Sean Hamilton, my buddy over in the Isle of Man over in the UK. He's got stuff going on. I'm not I'm not at liberty to say what it is, but it's pretty it sounded pretty awesome and he wanted uh, he uh, he feels a civil obligation and whatnot. But, you know, that's I'm I'm applauding his uh, generous work and his work ethic. Um I want to give a shout out to Laura Witham. I'm still trying to figure out what how to pronounce her last uh, how to pronounce her new last name or whatever, so Forgive me on that. I've been doing some research, people. Um, shout out to Corey Morgan. Um, she finally made a video. Uh, she finally made a video about what's going on with her and with her whatever's going on. Um, she still hasn't gotten back to me about the podcast idea she suggested to me. So until her life unbusies itself, which it can, then. We won't go. We won't go back to that subject because it's a very touchy subject. <clears throat> uh, let's see. Shout outs to Sprout, dude. Awesome. I wonder. I I was wondering, Sprout, though, who won your uh, uh, vinyl thing? You were talking about giving somebody some vinyl records. I just wondered who won that. I didn't enter it myself because I'll just buy your merch or whatever. But uh, yeah, I just wondered if there was a winner yet or anything like that just wondering no obligation to answer me um there's literally no pressure there because you're a busy man you're a solid dude melt faces that's what i say okay now having gotten some of my uh uh thank yous out of the way um okay let's get to the latest information this information as of right now is about three hours old and I got this information I had to dig for it but according to worldometer which when I wrote this was two hours old so I had a bunch of chores to do and crap so here's the latest as far as an hour ago when I got it and had to dig to look it up there are 400 deaths in the United States. There are 178 people recovering from coronavirus. 23% of uh, Americans affected by it have been ordered to stay home. 2% of infected of U.S. of uh, the USA is infected. Uh, uh, they're considered serious or critical. That's 2% of the entire population of everybody getting coronavirus. Um, there are 64 positive cases in Kansas last I checked, which was like half an hour ago. And I'm not going to devote that much uh, th- that much time to uh, coronavirus. I will say for all the people who you know who are hoarding toilet paper and other uh, such supplies, if you're hoarding it because you think the end of the world, Doomsday Prepper has been doing that crap for years. Give it up. I, mean, I I'm not trying to be an ass, but... You can only do so much, uh, so many things stupidly before it becomes irrelevant. I had a guy who was a friend of mine who was a doomsday prepper, and he tried telling uh, he tried telling me that well, I was doing tattoos and I was making 
pretty decent money just going to people's houses and flipping on a quick tattoo. He was telling me that I had to donate so much of my tattoo earnings to his doomsday prepping. Anybody who knows me well enough knows I scratched the he- I was scratching my head and asking why. Piss off. You're not going to take my money to fund your fantasy escapade. Holding three back three days worth of stuff I get, but he's wanting to completely build a complex complete with guns and all this other crap back when. I told him no. And the funny part is I cracked... I told him no when I was cracking open a beer and like, this is what my money's going to go to. And I drank half the beer in front of him. And we're talking the big old 24-ounce cans. So yeah, I chugged half of it in one go in front of him, just pretty much flipping him the bird and telling him where he can go stick it. For the people who have enough, like I like I've already said on Facebook to Laura's comment, me I'm already my my neighbors have already been offered toilet paper and food if they need it. We're not going to give them like enough to make a huge grand feast, but you know if they need if they actually need to eat, we'll help out because we have. Enough. We're not going to overload ourselves on supplies that we don't need. We got toilet paper. We were going to buy one pack. We got two packs, and we figured with the second pack, if anybody, if any of our, if most, and most of any of our neighbors need toilet paper, we'll give them a roll. It's it's not about hoarding it. We already knew if we had too much, we we're going to give some of it away. We have more food than we can reasonably eat. And no, that wasn't a hoarding thing. We've had some of this food for months. We actually, just like a day or two ago, went through our kitchen and threw out 60 pounds of food because it was expired. And we're talking perishable goods. We're not talking non-perishables. Non-perishables, some of that crap's been around over a year. <laughs> but yeah, if we if, if we have no need of it, we're not, and we honestly, realistically, we're not going to use it, Give it to one of our neighbors, you know. If it's non-perishable, you know, why not? Why hoard it? We're we're very concerned with our neighbors' inability to eat, because a lot of our neighbors are very very nice, and I enjoy their company and our talks because we actually talk, as opposed to just spreading rumors. Because I talk with almost almost every single one of our neighbors about getting ink work done, and no, I won't be doing ink work. Until people go back to work. There's no point in asking people. There's no point in tr- drumming up a lot of business and then nobody being able to pay. So when they, I, I can draw the stuff up. I, in fact, I probably end up doing some of it today if I have the time. But until Corona, until this epidemic of stupid is over, I can't do anything because I, if I'm not going to make money at it right now, why do it? When everybody else is getting really low on money and resources, because like right now, if you live in a if you have a, your own place here in Kansas, you cannot be evicted. Your bills, uh, your bills are going to be pushed back because of everybody's inability to work and staying at home. Basically, everything's being shoved back. Now, having said all this about coronavirus, I I've, I've already gone over by about two and a half minutes, almost three. I wanted to tell everybody. If you have toilet paper and more of it than you need, share it gladly, willingly, and freely. We're doing that. If one of our neighbors truly needs toilet paper, we'll give them a roll. Have no problem with it. 
Um, we've already given one or two neighbors foods, uh, a little bit of food, so that they have something to eat. We're not opposed to helping out our neighbors. We're not. I promise. Um, now, moving on to the update and government release. Or relief. <laughs> okay, according to the news and Moscow Mitch McConnell, if you like Mitch McConnell, I'm not going to apologize. You'll like him. I don't because of his actions over a long period of time. So if you like him, well, you're going to have to live with my opinion because you're listening. Now, be that as it may, I don't like Mitch McConnell, but I'm not going to slam every little single thing he does because not everything he does is evil, okay? And because I am an independent, I am forced to see some of the good he does, even if I don't want to admit to it, I'm going to. Now, having said that, according to what I understood, what I read on a news story, and kind of what I saw on uh, uh, the uh, when it hit up on Facebook that Mitch McConnell was speaking, Mitch McConnell is going to be basing the uh, the relief based on your tax returns from last year or 2018, I think. Now, what that means. Yeah, I know I'm looking over here when the camera's right there, okay? Yeah, I know I'm I know I'm being stupid. Okay, what this means for all of us is that if you are single, no dependents, and you're not on disability and you don't make over $8,000, you're not going to get any relief. Straight up, you're not going to make any money. You're not going to get any money. Cuz even on disability, you're going to make like 82, $8,300. A year that's averaging your income being at $700 a month for 12 months and that's a flat rate of 700 bedroom monkey close your door oh she going potty okay now with that having been said um, if like I said if you're not on disability and don't make over 8,000 and you have no dependents you're not gonna get a check as far as I can tell Meaning a lot of the homeless people? Well, you're going to stay homeless. Uh, and no, it's not being mean. Now, I have friends who have complained about how much, how little work they've done, how little work they've gotten, how little money they've gotten. Okay, but you can't do nothing and expect to get a government check. Even disability. Now, I'm not advocating for people to try to fake to be on disability. I know enough people who faked it to get on disability. I know enough of them. I don't agree with that practice. Did you have a bathroom? Monkey! Monkey, come on! Turn the light off. Again, when I'm ready, I will call you in here. Please close your door. Close your door. I'll call you when I need you to come in here, okay? Close it all the way. Thank you. Sorry, she wanted to be in the podcast. I figure I'll bring her here in a little bit. That's all I'm going to flag a lot of people. But yeah, according to them, if you're doing all this, if you're you know, like for us, we got a certain amount back last year for taxes. And as it is, I'm not going to tell, uh, I might uh, let a few of you know what I'm going to make back uh, if we get the relief check, how much we're, according to what I read, what we're supposed to get back. I'll let you know by instant message, but I'm not going to let everybody know what we're expecting if the relief check comes. 
because this is based on your taxes, then yeah, we're gonna get some money back. But uh, yeah, I won't I won't publicly discuss what amount that is. Um, what really irritates me is some of the people, and I'm not talking about a lot of people. I'm talking about a few select people. They're complaining about well, they're not gonna get a big check because they uh, they did, they were only making minimum wage. And um, they were do, they were still they were on minimum wage all year full time, and they still didn't make it. You have to make a federal guideline of like eight thousand three hundred dollars or some crap like that. I'm not exactly sure what the amount is, but if you're making typically over eight thousand, if you make just even eight thousand and one dollar, you should have a shoe in to get some of that relief money. If you haven't been doing that. And you've only been working part time. Well, you probably live with somebody, which means they're going to get relief. That's the way that works. You don't get to just, well, I'm homeless, I can't work, blah 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 blah. You're not going to have a check. That's the base point. If you're living with somebody and uh, and uh, they claimed you on their tax return, they're going to get money on from on your behalf. They're going to get tax money because you you are considered a dependent of them. I know that sounds bizarre as all hell. Now, given that out, I wanted to point out one very stupid thing that Trump said. I'm only pointing this out because it begged it. I almost lost my shit the other day hearing this. At a press conference that Trump was at, Trump got on the podium again at the end of his thing. And I am not kidding. I literally witnessed this happen. So any of you who said it took it out, I took it out of context, I did not. Just so as you know, this is some messed up shit. This is disturbing. This dumbass got on the podium and said, I quote, We didn't make this problem, we inherited it from the previous administration. I am not kidding. I am not joking. I'm not making it up. I'm not even truncating anything. Literally the words that came out of his mouth. He inherited coronavirus, this coronavirus problem from Obama, even though it didn't exist like this until he was in office. <laughs> now, Trump can say he inherited a broken system, but how many people have hit, how many people under his administration have been indicted and serving jail time? I'm not saying he's perfect. I'm not saying any president is perfect. And some people will say that Obama was a god. I don't think he was a god. He certainly did have his mess ups. I think the AC. I think the uh, Affordable Health Care, the Affordable Care Act, was a bogus piece of bum ass legislation. Because when I went and checked, it, when me and my wife checked out uh, that actual thing, it was either between rent or health care. I'm sorry, what good is health care going to do me if I'm homeless? I was going to pick the roof over my head. Period. That's just the end of it. Now, as far as Trump inheriting a, a, a broken system, Obama inherited a, a broken system. Uh, Bush inherited a broken system. Uh, Bush Clinton inherited a broken system. Bush Sr. inherited a broken system. Reagan inherited a broken system. Almost every uh, president since Andrew Jackson has inherited a, for the most part, broken system. Full of 
people who are used to the government working the way it did for you know 50 years ago. And no, I'm not kidding. That's actually a fact. Ever since Andrew Jackson went out of office, if I remember right, Andrew Jackson actually balanced the budget and got us to zero. Absolute zero as far as government, which is awesome. Haven't had it happen since. People will argue that uh, Clinton got it really close to zero. No, he didn't. He lowered it, but not that much. No president has really lowered it to the point where we're actually going to, it's actually going to save our asses, period. That's the end of it. Now, what I don't get, and this is the real mystery to me, a broken system. We have billionaires. They got rich off of the 2008 financial crisis because the housing market bubble that burst. A lot of those investors made billions, with a B, billions. And they just put their crap in some funds in overseas, offshore, you know, whatever. And literally, had they put that money back in the economy like they should have, instead of worrying about dying rich with more money than they'll ever use, they all hoarded their money like we're all hoarding toilet paper. Or at least like the rest of you. I'm not hoarding toilet paper. And yes, I am. Uh, I have uh, uh, music on. I don't know if you can hear it. I have the music on for me more than I have it on for you. <laughs> okay, but anyway. I, I'm not going to say Trump's perfect, and I'm not going to say he's a lunatic fringe. But saying that he inherited the coronavirus problem? Patently not true. You can disagree with me all you want. In fact, I implore you to all of you who are my regular listeners know if I'm if I stand if I need to be correct if I'm incorrect about something and you can and especially if I find out I was incorrect based on what you said, I will full on admit I'm wrong and full of crap. Now, I made a comment in my last podcast for the coronavirus about forty seven uh, centers being shut down by Trump. I'm still not sure how true that is, but I did read recent. I read a little bit ago, right before I came on, that the funding was supposed to end in 2019. So this, the centers closed in 2019, and I don't recall what the rest of the article said because I was busy. I was flying through like three or four articles at a time. I'm, I was trying to do a serious buzzword before I came on the air. Now, having said that, I would remind people to stay calm. You don't need to hoard supplies. You don't need to get. Uh, you don't need to hoard on uh, uh, sanitizing wipes, sanitizing gels, or cleaners like alcohol stuff that you use on your hands. You don't need to hoard toilet paper. You don't need to hoard food. You don't need to hoard uh, um, almost anything that you would just normally buy. And a lot of people somehow are buying this crap up and selling it for an inflated price because, yes, every time we have an every time we have a, a surge like this, there's always some asshole who wants to profit off it because they buy it cheap, then the prices skyrocket, and they sell it for uh, even more than that because of need or because of uh, the want to have these items. 
yeah, I don't buy that crap. I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna take advantage of the public like that, you may as well just hey, I'm screwing you over. Help me get rich. Why? If I want anybody to be rich, I want it to be me. That's the truth of capitalism. But you also, if you have more money than you need, like some people we know, and no, I'm not naming any of my listeners. I'm not naming any of you at all. I'm talking, there are other people who do not need as much money as they have. And a lot of the celebrities, like I got to applaud Ryan Reynolds and Rihanna. Rihanna just donated $5 million to COVID-19 relief. Ryan Reynolds donated $1 million. Could he donate more? Yes. All of our uh, uh, industry leaders, all of our stars who make a buttload of money could honestly stand to lose a buttload of money donating it to this. And what irritates me about the people who donate to charities is... You've got people like, and I hate to say this, but I'm going to. I haven't said his name in a long time. Kanye West. Kanye West at one point donated $20 million to some organization or something like that. And he got the money back. Because he claimed it as a tax exemption, he was able to claim that back. He shouldn't be able to claim $20 million because, oh, I want it to be a tax exemption. How about no and just be happy giving money to people? If you're poor, don't give money away. If you're bad with money, stay the hell away from it. Oh, what are you doing? Trying to get the string protector off my phone. It's not working out. Too. Okay. Now, what what really bugs me right now is the unstable people. Um. My issue with unstable people right now, for the most part, is I went down to the part of the town I was raised in. I went down to South Central Wichita, where now, instead of a Don's restaurant and some other businesses that I knew and grew up with and everything like that, now they have a a, a dollar, no, it's a family dollar right there, and Dylan's moved away, and now they have a -a Save-A-Lot there, which is now closed. Hold on, coming. I hate waiting on a sneeze. Maybe I'll go away. Maybe I'll soak the camera in snot. Who knows? <laughs> okay. Now here's the here here's the deal. I grew up in that neighborhood, South Central. I know every I knew every house, every sidewalk, every animal, all that shit. Knew every decrepit house. Knew how to fix it up. I went back over in that neighborhood today, and it looks like an ungodly ghetto. I grew up in this neighborhood. I wasn't born there, but I've spent from like ages of 5 to 27, 28, somewhere in there, living in that neighborhood or around that part of town. Yes, I've lived in the dirty south, which is uh, way down towards the edge of the city on like McLean and MacArthur or McLean and Meridian. I have lived way the hell up north in the actual ghetto, like where you have crack heads living in run-down uh, shanty houses or houses that were built in like the 20s and 30s were historical until people started breaking into smoke, crack, and meth in them. Uh, and at that time, yes, I lived in one of the highest crime rate areas in Wichita, period. 
and being white and not being uh, not being raised up there, you didn't go out after sunset. Like you didn't walk around after sunset. Usually, I bought beer, cigarettes, whatever I was getting, and got it, got in hell in my house and stayed with my kids. And all that, because the gang activity was really bad right there. And this is on the west side of 13th and Hillside North. And that was way back. That was like during the market crash. Now I live in over by southeast, the old Southeast High. And the neighborhood's bad, but it's not that damn bad. But yeah, um, when I am actually weirded out by the place I grew up because everybody is into crap, everybody's dealing and everybody's being whores, pimps, drug addicts, and other utter idiots. It's kind of hard to keep up with it. I don't like that. I, I don't, I'm not saying the neighborhood has to stay the same, but it's almost as if people gave up giving a damn. Like back when I was living in that neighborhood, we actually did call the cops when it was needed. But if it was like a local problem, like two kids on a block have a, have an issue and they're trying to beat the crap out of each other, okay, parents would listen to the issue, and if we if both parents agreed to let the kids duke it out, that you had one kid, one kid, they duke it out, and then when it was done being duked out, it was done. There was no retaliation for getting your ass kicked. The issue was squashed, period. And I saw this girl who was... A, about 26, maybe 27 years old, little redhead, had her eyebrow, uh, had really pencil thin eyebrows that were completely black. And she's, ha she has what with her as I'm assuming her, what, seven to nine year old son, mixed kid, don't care. But she looked like she was still doing meth or crack on the side. So she goes, she takes off and goes over to, uh, this white dude who's in a pair of uh, uh, brown or beige overalls and a Eskimo cap. You know, one of those ones that flaps down. <laughs> and this black guy who's just sitting there next to a bike in a kitty cart. And unless my, unless my body language reading skills are shy, they were giving... Uh, she was buying drugs... And taking off. So she was getting her drugs from these two idiots. And nobody cares. What the hell? And if it's weed, whatever, you know, I don't care about weed. Weed's a, not a gateway drug. But, yeah, it's really disturbing to me when people are doing this and When people are doing this shit in the open and nobody says anything about it. It's like, oh, well, everybody does meth now. I don't do meth. We don't do math here. Not in this household. Drink. And no, this is not vodka. <laughs> this is water in a Gatorade bottle. Okay. And now, just so you know, I am going to be posting this to YouTube and to Anchor. So whether you listen or watch, I need everybody who listens to this to tell me which platform I need to keep going with. Because I don't like having to take this off and separate it into the audio and the audio visual for YouTube and then Anchor. I can, if you just want to listen to it, I get it. If you want to see the, if more of you want to see the audio visual, 
I get in Sean Hamilton's case if he wants audio, but I, w- I think I would rather do the video because then you guys get to see what I'm talking about and see my expressive uh, my expressivity. Now, we are... We are uh, uh, embarking on several pursuits, like me. I'm getting back into doing tattoos again, because now I have ink and everything. And we are helping somebody else learn how to live. Yes, talking about you over there. Hi. Oh, don't make me have you get up over here and show your face. I will do it. Come here. (laughs) Okay. Hello. We're teaching her how to do certain things. Okay, go on over there, sit back down. So yeah, if you hear her chime up in the background over the next po- uh, on this podcast or the next one, it's okay. She she has to learn the basics of life, and the way she was brought up is she was just brought up in the system, and nobody's taking the time out to show her. They've always just been like, "This is your thing. This is my thing. We're gonna do it separately." And then I expect you to do everything the way I want it done. It can't do that. You have to learn how to do it, the methodology in the first place. Then if you want to change it up, I don't care. But that's what my mom taught us. My mom taught us, I want it to look this way. I'm going to teach you how I do it. But then if you can get the same result doing a different way, go ahead. I'm totally for that. And that's what we got to teach her. It's a learning experience. It's a learning curve. But it's got to be done. Now... I'm not sure what me and my youngest are going to be talking about, but she will be joining me this episode at the latter half, which is about to begin here in a few minutes. But you guys, wash your hands. I don't, I, I'm not a firm believer in self-isolation, unless you're an introvert, kind of. But here's the bigger issue at hand. If you're in a low-risk category, don't be afraid to get out. The problem is, is nobody here that I know of, I don't know any single person who has coronavirus anybody everybody i know is low risk Uh. now having said that if we feel like we're getting the flu generally we don't leave the house in the first damn place we don't leave the house just because it's like oh we're sick let's go leave the house and touch everything no stay the hell at home if you're feeling bad feeling sick stay the hell home for those of you who don't know what not feeling sick is like, I can't help you there. You may want to see a shrink. But I think we need to bring Monkey, uh, my daughter Monkey in here and uh, we can get on to more playful things. And yes, I will be, you, uh, I, will be t- uh, I will say to read the description because the first part of this show was, yes, not very kid-friendly. As far as language goes or topic, but the second one's going to be the second half will be or should be kid friendly because we're going to have to change this. I don't know if we're going to change the music, I may just turn it off. Let me check here. Oh, here's soft rock, that would be good. Yeah, that'll work. Now, give me a minute, we'll be back with uh, uh, Monkey. Let me point this right there. So you're looking at the corner, hence the furnace, the wall art by my uh, by my chair and my calendar. I'll be back in just a moment, folks. Ow, ankle swollen. Lay down, Magira. 
My gear is my dog. Just so you guys know. Yes, I know. You always said you're gonna bring your owl. Careful. Careful. Now I'm gonna go in first, okay? All right, get your butt over here, monkey. Okay, hold up. Ow! Man, try not elbowing my jaw, okay? Okay. Now, everybody, this is the six-year-old. Her name is Callie. We affectionately call her Monkey. We have other nicknames, which we won't say on air. No, they're not mean or deciduous or any... Uh, uh, Affectatious or morose or anything like that. You look right here at this edge. Look at this side of the phone, okay? That's where the camera is going to be, okay? Don't look at yourself. Look at that side of the camera, okay? Look at that side. That's where everybody sees, okay? Now, this is her new. This is her new. Uh, what is it? Owl. What's the owl's name? Iago. 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 Yep. Evie gave him to me. Evie's her younger, older sister. Yep, I got three sisters. Yes, you do. At least so far. <laughs> she has three half-sisters. Yep. One's named Bianca. Uh-huh. One's named Evie. And what's the other one? Alicia? And the last one is named Alicia. She's never met her. I've never even met that kid, but yeah. And here, uh, now, what were you in the bedroom watching? Um, Blaze. Huh? Blaze? What's Blaze? He's a monster machine. He's a monster machine? What show were you watching? Race car guy. Race car guy? The race one. I don't know what the race one is, darling. The race car one. Which one is that? Blaze. Okay, those of you who know what Blaze is, please tell me. I don't watch all the kid shows anymore because I have other things to do, like flash yeah, art for and tattoos. Also, he's a grown up, so he doesn't know. I'm not. Uh, I'm literally not gonna 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 punish him for saying that. <laughs> now, mind you, when my older kids were about her age, you better believe I was watching everything with them. You could only handle so many cartoons after JoJo Circus and all the other crap that was on Nickelodeon, Cartoon Network, and all other crap 15 some odd years ago. But yeah, now she's she's into, uh, was it Paw Patrol? Yeah. What other cartoons are you into? Uh, the... What other cartoons are you into? You tell me. All of them. My Little Pony. Uh, a couple of the Barbie ones. We kind of, kind of keep her at bay with the uh, Barbie. Barbie ones. Um, we still make her walk. And my favorite animal is horses and cats. <laughs> yeah, like I said, this is going to be a very strange podcast. And my favorite color is rainbow. Awesome. You gotta have a wholesome venue too. 
And my favorite color is rainbow. My favorite color is rainbow since she likes all the colors so far. Yep. Don't ask if you don't know why. If you don't know why it's rainbow, don't worry about it. You'll get it. I can explain it to you later. Just not here, not now. Don't now, worry. I just, I just like rainbow. Now, she also watches unicorn stuff a lot. If we can find it. Yep, and I like unicorns the best. Okay, monkey, back up from the camera. She's being so intense. Now, um. The really the really weird part is is she's still uh, a little confused because school should be tomorrow, right? You know what's gonna be weird? Uh-huh. School's not gonna be tomorrow. Well. You're gonna be doing work at home tomorrow. You're gonna be learning to practice your name and write words and read. And then mommy gets to help you learn math. No, don't do that. <laughs> Daffodil booty. See, she's being a goofy booty. Yeah. <laughs> and some of you are probably bent over laughing like nothing else. And normally I cover pretty hardcore subjects for most of my podcast, but she said she wanted to be in my podcast. She asked me last week if she could be, but I was covering way too much negativity to worry about that. And guess what, everyone? I got robot unicorn. Yes. And she's all pink. Anyway, yeah, this is gonna be an interesting podcast to listen to. Some of you right now are probably bowling off your uh, bowling off your chairs on the floor laughing. Um, yeah, this is gonna be an original podcast. Uh, definitely an original podcast. Especially with her playing. Um, and no, this isn't like a purposeful just to make me seem real thing. She wanted to be on the podcast. I cover the serious stuff and then we can have all the fun we want covering giggles and tickle fights. <laughs> ah! And she weighs a butt ton. She's only six. So we got to get her, put her on a new diet. <laughs> and then exercise the butt out of her. So please subscribe to our video. <laughs> Darling, this is a video. You can okay if you want to say please like, share, and subscribe. Go ahead, go ahead. Please share, like, and subscribe. Please share and like and subscribe. Subscribe means they get a, a, a notification every time I make a new video. And please don't make fun of me. <laughs> I don't think anybody. I think you're going to be an internet sensation, personally, darling. Yeah. Love you. Uh, now. And my favorite shape is heart. Her favorite shape is heart. Now, who's your best friend in school? Or was? Let's see. Another Charlotte. Charlotte. So, Charlotte, shout out to you. Well, I have to send this to her mom so she gets it. Yep. <laughs> and I'm going to have a sleepover. Maybe. With, that depends on how things work. Two out. people. Charlotte and 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 who? Is it that boy? Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, we'll have to talk to the parents about that one. Go and, and sleep And over. also, Damien is coming. Ow! And to my, my bad sleepover. Foot. 
Yeah, she does that. Uh, we don't know where she got that from. We think her. We think Evie does. My dad it. got hit by a car many years ago. Yes, I've shared that story multiple times. You don't got to tell them. These are my viewers. These are my listeners. They know all that silly goose. Whoa, let's not rock the camera. Okay, now. And the weird part is, is we had to tell her, we had to get on to her yesterday about touching everything in Quick Trip. I've never had to tell my kids to stop touching crap because of a, because of some weird stupid junk going around. We got on to you about touching stuff at Quick Trip yesterday, didn't we? Yeah. Because of that junk that's going around scaring everybody. Right? She doesn't know that. Six-year-olds put their hands on everything. They like to feel, to touch. It's not bad. And because she is a child, her chances of getting and suffering from this, like, say, my mom, are very small. Yeah. Tiny. Yeah, you're more, I'm more likely to catch this stuff and have any ill effect than you are. Do you know that? Yeah. Yeah. So see? Well, Granny's daughter does. Her great-grandmother, who we call Granny, she is closing in on almost 80 years old, so yes, she's in a high-risk And she doesn't category. have any work anymore because we don't have our... Because I don't have my great-great-dad. No, it's because your Granny retired. Because... Because he's dead now. And now... And now she gotta stay home. She's staying home because she's retired, Monkey. She doesn't have to work anymore. She's, yeah. She retired. Her husband passed away a couple years ago, and now yeah, she's, when uh... I was born. <laughs> okay, monkey. A lot more in this than you thought, huh? All right. Well, how about you go to your room and finish watching cartoons? I'm gonna finish out this podcast, and we'll throw it out. Okay. Okay. Remember, close your door when you get in there. Out of the mouth of babes shall we hear it. I don't know how to be. I don't even know how to top that. I don't know if I should. <laughs> that was my daughter. Um, she asked me last week. I told her uh, I couldn't because I was covering dark material about the coronavirus. Yeah. She'll probably want to know if you guys liked it or not. So I have to put it up there that you guys need to respond to it just so she can hear the positive out, uh, outreach and everything. Um, next week, I believe I'm thinking about doing an episode about uh, marijuana, the strains of, the effects of, and people who are too dim into it in the wrong way. But you guys have a great day and peace out. All right? Peace. And this has been the Carl Experience. Please, if you're watching this on YouTube, I will be tagging everybody in the in the uh, on the in the tags for both Anchor and YouTube. The exact same people. I want feedback. I want to know how you got what you guys thought. I want to know if you guys want to hear from like say my daughter again, or you think we should do like a, a whole podcast just me and her. I don't know, or you guys want me to cover another subject. I mean, I'm getting tired of talking about coronavirus myself, but everybody's seen, uh, like, ever. I've seen a couple different podcasts. Everybody's covering corona. I'm tired of covering it. So next week, I'll probably be talking about pot and music. I don't know. 
I haven't exactly decided, but I don't want to talk about Corona anymore. If I can, if it's if uh, the YouTube channel, I will be posting. Uh, I will be showing some pics of some of my ink work, so that you'll know how that's going. But yeah, you guys have a great day. Please respond in video kind or in comments. Uh, please get back to me. Let me know how this one went. All right. Have fun. Season two, episode fourteen. Out. Hello, I said uh, bye prematurely yesterday when I was doing my podcast. Um, I had run out of stuff to say because I forgot about the other subject I was going to talk about. We're going to talk about that briefly now because I've got about a 15-minute window to combine it with. And what I'd like to explore just briefly for however long this takes is the diff- the, gen- the uh, generational gap. Now, say uh, I'm a Gen Xer, because some people will tell me that I'm I'm a millennial. No, I'm a Gen Xer. I've actually researched what generation I am, what years that falls into, and the people are like, well, you're not a Gen Xer, you're a millennial. No, I'm a Gen Xer. Gen Xer goes by the year of your birth, not anything else, but yeah. Uh, I find it stupid and pedantic, but anyway... um, One of the bigger issues, and yes, I promise after this I won't talk about COVID for a minute, unless there's like some good news, but I did find out some rather odd news yesterday while I was doing all this. Now, what's really funny is that COVID-19 or coronavirus, the one thing that really shocks me is the fact that Gen Xers all the way down to, you know, older teenagers right now are hoarding supplies. We're buying them in bulk and in mass quantities for no damn reason whatsoever. Apparently, some people are trying to sell them, but since you can't get price gouge right now, if you do, it's a, it's a misdemeanor and all that crap. So, yeah, it's kind of hard to pull that one off. Um, but the thing I find that's most alarming is that we're having... All, well, we need to let the baby boomers shop because... They're not able to get to their house as much. Okay, one problem with that whole scenario. And I'm not kidding. This is like an actual thing. Uh, Baby boomers want to have their own time. That way they can get out to the stores and get the supplies they need. Okay. Here's the problem with that whole scenario, though. Most of the baby boomers are the ones in charge of everything. Like, I am not kidding. Most of these mayors are 60, 70-year-old people. They're not people in their 40s. They're not people in their 50s. They are 60 and 70-year-old people. They're not that young. They're not uh, Gen Xers at all. They are the baby boomer generation, and the baby boomers are the ones, well, we need to do this, that, and the other. It doesn't take a master's degree in virology and biology to figure out how this virus has spread and who's at risk. This is truly the weird point point about it. I mean, people are blaming uh, uh, all the young people for buying everything out. Well, they're trying to make a profit. They're doing the exact same thing that the oil barons did back in the day or the steel barons did back in the day or that... uh, um, Anyone from America's past who killed who killed and cornered their own market, 
They're trying to do that. They're trying to hoard it so they can sell it at a jacked out price. Only problem is there's that bubble is going to pop really quick. It's going to pop really soon. And apparently a lot of people have been trying to return paper towels, hand sanitizers, and toilet paper. You bought it for something you weren't prepared for, you didn't do your homework on, and now you're suffering from buyer's remorse. Well, pass it around to your fellow man. But anyway, the whole weird thing is most of the people who are in power right now are the people who are baby boomers, and those are the ones that are at greatest risk. Other than the greatest generation, what few members of those we still have around. Like, if they were born before world, before we joined World War II, they're the... They are considered the greatest generation. For those who were born after World War II, you know, 1945 to 1965, I believe it is, that is the baby boomer, that's the baby boomer era. And now everybody has this weird thing going on where everybody wants to change the uh, years uh, the years by one to make it seem like they're one generation or the other. I just found it odd that we have so many aging people in the system. And I'm not saying aging is bad. Aging is a gift not everybody is given. And I know that from personal experience. But, yeah. If the people running things are the baby boomers, and they're the ones most likely to die, why don't they step down and do something else? Well, because they're devoted to a life. No, it's because they don't want to give up their power. It's like telling Trump... To get down off the podium, retire from doing anything, and just go play golf. He owns a damn golf resort, for God's sake. Why wouldn't you take a break and just go golf? You're 70 years old. Who cares uh, what else is going on? Just take a break. Chill. Relax. Well, they don't want to do that. Well, I. at some point you're going to have to give it up anyway. You're not going to live to be 300 years old. But, uh, yeah, I just found it kind of funny that the baby boomers are the ones who are telling us what to do, or the rest of us what to do, even though they're the ones at highest risk for dying, or near the highest risk for dying. And yet, all of us are being quarantined by a bunch of old farts, because they don't want to catch it, and they don't want it spreading to them or their family. That's not the way life works. If it's going to kill you, it's going to kill you. I don't wish death upon anybody right now, with the exception of one person, and I have a damn good reason for that, but that's enough of that one. But yeah, I will be checking out the stats again today. Because, let's face it, I wasn't looking at the stats this morning. I've been up since like 8.45, so, and it's now... Going on 1 o'clock. So I've been up doing dishes, making breakfast, blah, 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 blah. Ordinary stuff. But, uh, yeah. I encourage you guys to check up on your stats uh, as far as the actual counts. Because I've been I've been here, and here, the weird part is, and this is, I'm not sure if it's disturbing or truly just messed up, but... You get you get stats. The CDC and U.S. government releases their stats. Then you have people who refute it and say these are the real stats, and these other stats are based on hyperbole. And then 
a while later, somebody else comes up and says, these results that these people said were false aren't false. They're actually real. They just didn't want to admit it. Well, I'm literally just looking up non-biased numbers. And yes, I know the camera's wobbly. It's not on uh, my phone isn't on my uh, table like I usually have it. So there's a little bit of adjustment. I mean, we had the nice case segment with my daughter on. So, but uh, yeah, I just I just can't get over the fact that the generation who's most likely to die from this and catch it is the one running everything. What, just because you're a successful 67-year-old person, you're, you're allowed to tell people to do whatever the hell you want them to do? Just because you're afraid of death? We're all supposed to die at some point. It just matters on when. Uh, as one of my relatives said, if you can, why be afraid of death? If you're going to be afraid of death, you're going to be afraid of living your life. Stop avoiding living your life and live your damn life if you're gonna die you're gonna die there ain't nothing that can stop that if you're actually meant to die you're gonna die so yeah that's pretty much the synopsis of it i mean i think that some of the uh, some of the baby boomers who are 60 years old and older who are pissing and moaning about everything I think they definitely need to sh- uh, to uh, stop worrying. If you're going to die from it, you're going to die from it. It doesn't matter if you're quarantined or not. But I leave you with that thought of why are the baby boomers, why are the people who are at the highest risk of getting coronavirus and suffering from it in charge? And no, they're not all necessarily smart either. A lot of them are spreading ill t- uh, misinformation, uh, illy worded uh, posturing, all sorts of stuff. Yeah, just keep that in mind. Don't buy what anybody says for granted. Not even me. And yes, if you guys have any uh, any things I need to change, let me know. And with that, I gotta com- combine this with the other video. That way, this looks like it wasn't edited. It just looks like it was added on. Anyway, peace out, people. And shout out to Laura Whitham, Corey Morgan, uh, Sprout the Antihero, uh, Sean Hamilton, uh, I know I'm forgetting somebody, uh, Bob Holly. And if I get any more viewers and you guys respond back, I'll give you guys a shout out because let's, let's put it simply, I'm not getting paid for this. It's just fun for me to do is to talk. Have fun. Peace out.